Welcome to The How of Business with David Begin and Henry Lopez, the podcast that offers practical advice and tips on how to run and grow your small business. The How of Business helps aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners achieve their definition of success and overcome challenges that get in their way. This podcast series focuses on the everyday common business issues, challenges, and opportunities that face the small business owner. So here now are your hosts of The How of Business, David and Henry. Hello, folks. This is Henry Lopez. Uh, this episode of The How of Business is slightly different than the previous episodes that we've released. It's a short summary episode, and it's a summary of a recent blog post of an article entitled Three Critical Franchise Benefits. You can find the full article that I wrote on our blog at levantebusinessgroup.com. At the top of the page, you'll find a link to our blog, and there you can find the entire article. These episodes, these summary episodes, this is our first one, are intended to give you just a, a brief summary of the article. And then if you think you want to read more about it, then again, you can find the entire article on our blog. Uh, this article in this episode is really for you if you are considering buying a franchise. So perhaps it's your first business, but if you're looking at evaluating, considering franchises, in other words, you being a franchisee opening one or more units of a particular franchise system, then this is for you. So let's get right to it. I think there are three critical things at the highest level that you have to evaluate and consider when you're looking at a franchise. And they are the brand, the leverage, and the systems. The brand, let's start with that, is, is pretty obvious. One of the reasons you're buying into a franchise typically is that you're buying into a brand that they've already established in the market. Now, that's not always the case. I've worked with many clients where they're looking at franchises that are young, that are small, maybe have started in other parts of the country and may not have a presence locally where you might be looking at starting one. Now, that doesn't mean that that's not a good franchise. It's just something to consider. So the questions there are, how will that brand be developed? How are you contributing to it money-wise? What is the plan and the budget for developing that brand? Because that certainly should be, if not now, then eventually a benefit of the franchise. If there is an existing value to that brand, in other words, that name of that business is recognized in your market, then of course you've got to look at the obvious things like what is the value of that brand? What is the reputation of that brand? Ideally, it's positive. If not, then you probably should not be considering them. And what are they doing to continue to foster that brand and develop that brand? Of course, when you join a franchise, you are part of everybody else's influence and input into that brand. If other operators, particularly in your area, are not delivering great service, for example, well, that's going to represent on you whether you like it or not because you are part of that brand. So you need to evaluate the brand, the value of that brand, because that's part of what you're paying for in joining a franchise. Of course, you're paying a franchise fee up front that might be rather sizable. And then you're paying on an ongoing basis a monthly royalty and some kind of marketing fee as well. So you must evaluate that carefully and make an honest assessment as to the value of that brand. Second is the leverage that the franchise system brings you. And what I mean by that is a good system and a good franchise, of course, it depends on the type of product or service that you're offering. But ideally, it should provide you some economies of scale. I'll give you an example. In the early 90s, I owned several units of a local 
pizza franchise here in the Dallas area. And because I was a part of this 60 unit or so franchise, I was able to buy cheese, one of our primary and most expensive ingredients, through the franchise at a much better price than I would have ever been able to negotiate if I was just an independent operator. So those are the examples. That's an example of the leverage that a franchise provides. It could also manifest itself in access to lending, for example. You're not going to find a franchisor that offers financing, but if it's an established franchise system with a good reputation, then you're more likely to find a bank who is willing to at least consider lending you money for that franchise. So that's another example of the leverage that a good, well-established, with a good track record franchise system can offer you. And that's something that, again, we can't access if we were to build our own mom and pop shop. And that's another reason and another thing that we're paying for when we join a franchise. So that's the leverage. Then we have the most important thing that you must consider with any franchise that you're evaluating. And that is what I generally lump into the systems. So the systems are what's used to operate a business in a standard and repeatable fashion. It's all of the documentation. It's all of the how-to. It's the training that you're going to receive initially when you join the franchise. Because part of the idea for most franchises is that you don't have to have any experience in that particular business. You may not even have any business experience at all. This might be your first foray into business ownership. And that's why franchises are often ideal for that type of situation. So the systems is everything from helping you evaluate a location to the design and layout of that space. If it happens to be a brick and mortar type business, it's setting you up, it's training you, it's helping you train your employees. It's the operations manuals, it's the employee manuals perhaps. It's everything needed to run that operation just like another unit in that same franchise, either a mile away or in another state or another country. And it's what makes a franchise system, for example, the best example being McDonald's, where you have uniformity, whether you like McDonald's or not, what they've done brilliantly over the years is to instill that uniformity of system. And so that's the big thing you must evaluate is what is the quality of their training? What is the quality of their manuals? You must ask these questions of other franchisees whom you will have during the process an opportunity to ask questions of. That's something that every franchisor has to offer is an opportunity for you to ask questions of existing franchisees. So this is an area that I believe is the most important area you must delve into. This is really what you're paying for when you're buying into a franchise. Keep in mind, obviously, you're about to make a long-term commitment if you're going down this route. Typically, a franchise agreement might be as long as 10 years. So it's important that you look at these things very critically. And without an effective, proven, and repeatable system, there really is no franchise. So that's the heart of what you're buying into. Someone else has developed the business concept. They've developed all of the processes around it, the how-to. And now you're buying into that knowledge and reducing your risk potentially from a startup perspective. That's why we buy a franchise to a big extent. So we're tapping into the brand. We're taking advantage of the leverage that the franchise system might have to offer. And most importantly, we are leveraging these systems, this how-to, this knowledge 
this intellectual property that someone else has already developed and tested, and you're tapping into that and you're paying for that, again, with your franchise fee and your ongoing royalty, you're paying for that. So that has to be the most important and valuable component of selecting and evaluating your franchise. Hope that helps if you are considering a franchise. I do think it's a wonderful route to consider, especially for first-time business owners. Again, if you want to read more about this topic, we invite you to find the article on our blog at levantebusinessgroup.com. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to having you in another episode of The How of Business. Thank you for listening to The How of Business with David Begin and Henry Lopez. We hope you found practical ideas to help you start, manage, and grow your business. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave a comment on iTunes and go by levantebusinessgroup.com and learn more about Levante's resources to help you with your small business. Until next time, thanks for listening and go live your dream. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.